startups that are bootstrapped, they're really businesses already. The problem is when you do that, you're most likely going to hire awesome people who are going to do awesome things. To me, that's that's maybe there's a way to just kind of start over a little bit. Hey, listener, this is Adam Beta. My name is Peter Soom, and my co-host is Matt Wensing. Matt is the founder of Summit, and I'm the founder of Reform. And on this podcast, you get to follow along on our startup journeys. Don't forget to check out our website on adabeta.fm to find our entire back catalog and other resources, including our Start Here page for new listeners. Let's go. Hey, Matt. Hey, Peter. Do you know what day it is today? <laughs> Tuesday. It's uh, the it's a renewal day for the autobeta.fm domain name. It's oh. renewing for the third time. Cool. Wow. Uh, which is time. annual. It's annual. Okay. Now we're paying for the year in advance, so that implies that we're coming up on our... This is the beginning of our third year. Well, the first year. year we just bought it, and then it, it's, it's renewing for the third time. Really? We, we, we got it in 2019. Wow. And then renewed in 2021, 20, now 22 scary okay I, I i feel like there's always going to be a lost year in my math due to covid <laughs> yeah that, like, it's probably it nothing from those years feels cur- like i i can't like if there's a trivia game in the future that involves something from those years i'm not going to be able to distinguish between them <laughs> because <laughs> 20 and 21 especially i i remember new year's being really weird and that was it <laughs> 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 well, I remember New Year's was a good excuse to not have any plans <laughs> and not just feel lonely. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, so yeah, how how are you doing? I'm uh, I'm good. I was uh, supposed to be on my way to London right now, but uh, yeah. my son got sick again. Um, I don't know what they're doing in daycare, but it can't be. Well, maybe it is healthy. <laughs> Get some germs. <laughs> I don't know. Um. But yeah, because he's been quite sick a few times, I didn't want to go before I, it. It felt like he was kind of getting back on track track pretty quickly. Um, mm. So yeah, I don't want to jinx it too much, but I have packed and I did rebook my ticket for tomorrow morning. So um, okay, the plan is uh, I'll go to bed after this recording and then I'll get up at two in the morning and uh, okay. go catch a train and hopefully catch a plane and then I should be. Basically, leaving here at 2 a.m. and be at the MicroCon venue at about time when the registration starts. (laughs) Cool. Nice. Uh, Just in time. Cool, man. Just in time. That sounds like fun. Traveling. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing better than yesterday. (laughs) When we were supposed to record? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I had to bail. Um we have just had the home construction project uh from uh pick your burning afterlife place it was uh yeah and yesterday kind of came to a head where something was supposed to happen it was going to happen on time it was just kind of chaos if anybody's done work with contractors sort of at their homes before you know probably know what i'm talking about but um it was crazy. So yesterday, I pretty much had to take a personal day with the exception of like one stand-up at the end of the day. The rest of the day was just, starting about 10 a.m., uh, was just shot. So, uh, But today is much, much better. Uh, nice. Crisis, crisis was resolved. So Yeah, I felt a little <sighs> anger or frustration coming through yesterday. But uh, <laughs> you, 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 you felt just a, a little... Mood today. <laughs> Yeah, I'm smiling. I'm breathing. Uh, my face Talking is the proper shade of a shade of pinkish white. <laughs> yes, I'm not red and bulging veins in my forehead. Yeah, no, my blood pressure yesterday, I, I wouldn't want to measure it. So I'm going to go running today and try to improve that heart health even more. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to call yesterday a wash, but today was a new day and um, That's going good. good. Yeah, we're getting a lot of things off of our list. May again is a crazy month. Nice. Before before you do your update, we gotta do our sponsors before oh, yeah. I forget. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, we do have sponsors now on uh, in our third year. That's uh, that's how we try to keep going this year, I guess. 
trying a yeah. new thing. So yeah, our, our sponsor is still Whimsical. It's a great tool for creating documents, flowcharts, wireframes, mind maps, pro- managing projects. Uh, you use it. I've used it a few times. And I heard on another podcast recently that Stripe uses it. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, I was just thinking, man, if you could create a product that all of Stripe <laughs> gets access <laughs> to, that's a, that's a business in and of itself. So yeah. Uh, yeah, Stripe is using Whimsical, so uh, I don't know why you wouldn't be using it. And uh, yeah, cool. we're big fans. People can sign up on whimsical.com slash out of beta and there's no credit card reco- required. It's free to get started and it only takes a few seconds. So thank yeah. you, Whimsical, for sponsoring. Yeah, And uh, we'll talk a bit more about the Whimsical business later in the podcast because we do our little, or we did our little jam session and we were sharing snippets from that. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah, I was. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was afraid that I was going to forget <laughs> if you started doing more update kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're still we're, we're still getting our legs on this. Uh, I was actually just sort of finishing the uh, personal intro, uh, which is now concluded. So, okay, good to be here. Cool. That's what my wife listens to, the personal stuff. <laughs> and that, so this, so Maya, you can go now. Uh, it's uh, great to he- sorry, have you on the show. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Only to find out that there was nothing left. Yeah. Cool. Well done, Peter. It's your fault. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she'll be missing me. Maybe she'll be listening while I'm in London. <clears throat> or she'll be really angry that I'm not there. <laughs> um, Keep it going. Updates. Yeah. I can always edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to have to. <laughs> so uh, uh, did you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, I can go first. Uh, oh, we want to hear about that May you hinted at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, May, May is crazy and uh, it's also, it's also good. It's a lot of, um, it's a lot of preparation and, and hard work, but also a lot of celebration, kids finishing school, uh, graduating, middle school and high school we have uh, one in each top grade at the same time family coming to town all of that uh summer's here sort of good times good vibes in some ways uh and then on the work side it's similar in the sense of really finishing these pillar features we got metrics out in march um or april i think it was march we got charts out in april we got versioning out in may um we got you know, some goodies coming in the rest of May. So we've been at the kind of cadence here of one major feature a month and getting that third one under the belt felt pretty good, I have to say. So that was, that was a big win. Yeah. I was tweeting about Summit all weekend. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even, didn't pay you for that, but I appreciate it. <laughs> um, that felt, felt good. And, uh, somebody else was too. Um, Shout out to Austin Birch, who was tweeting about it as well. He was building... Uh, oh, he, he was figuring out how to get Summit in his dock, which I thought was cool. He wants to launch it from a from his toolbar or dock. Um, so yeah, Su- Summit's finishing these kind of big features. And I, I shared another tweet uh, or thought via tweet yesterday, which was, um, you know you're hitting kind of a new growth stage when conversations that used to only go on inside your own head sort of between Mm -hmm. two parts of your head you hear them externalized between two members of your team and you don't have to say anything you just sort of get to listen and chime in you know with whatever extra thoughts you may have but um you know peter and john uh have been doing that a lot lately on the development and product side and they're they're eyeballs deep (laughs) in a new a new foundational feature which is something else we've been dreaming of for months and, and we're now working on I'll call parameters, model parameters. And there's like 175 message Slack thread <laughs> here in our product channel or dev channel where they're just going back and Tell forth. Tell them to about, get back to work, man. Right. I know, right? Yeah, it's about movies and and no, it's uh it's literally them just ironing out like kind of the, the data model and the architecture and, and the important things around this feature. And to see that mental load externalized, you know, and to see it being carried by others is just 
wonderful because what's also great is because they're not also thinking about marketing and support and sales and fundraising and positioning and podcasting and all these other things they're just able to give it 110 percent, you know and and so they're doing better than i would do if i were a part of that conversation and uh it feels good because you think like oh when i when you bring somebody on board you're investing in that thing and it's easy as a founder to think that you're just sort of doing a a replacement of yourself like a one-to-one but like in this case it's not a replacement of me it's it's a much much richer better version of what i would come up with alone and of course when you're solo and you don't have that benefit you 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 do what you can and you create what you can and good things can still come but to see that conversation happening especially the last week um has been awesome because i know the product that comes from it will be you know pragmatic but flexible and i think it'll be really exciting um to use so that's a that's fun time to see like it's a definitely a it's a stage in your kind of company life cycle where you get to and uh i hope we get to stay here and it's kind of up from here but i'm enjoying it right now and it's very uh very satisfying because it also means that i can then take a step back and think about some other things so maybe i'll pause there but sort of that's kind of how it's going on the product side i think that's uh that's one of the big trade-offs when you and I mean, it's, it's totally understandable, but I think it's big within the, like the bootstrapper indie space to have this mindset of, I want to keep the company super, super lean and just use contractors or just like, you know, hire like an overseas agency or something like that. And you don't, you just don't get this, at least if those conversations happened in an agency somewhere or, you know, someone was going on a walk thinking about it, you probably wouldn't have that slack threat. <laughs> yeah. You know that you could yeah. save somewhere, right? Like it's it's uh, when you are building more of a company with people, you know, that stuff kind of happens in the company instead. Yeah, I think it's just hard to create that emergent quality that um, that one plus one equals more than one or more than two uh, experience when there's a lot of communication friction or not a shared culture or not a shared mentality or ownership mindset, et cetera. Like you just, you still get more than one, but maybe there's a bunch of friction and miscommunication. And so it's, which is a drag on it. But when you can get multiple people really under, you know, putting in the effort to really understand each other. uh, I think that, I think that we as humans most of the time underestimate what's, what other, what what people are capable of like you know this is sort of the this is the astronauts in space there's only three of them but they have to like it's it's do or die you know and like when you give people autonomy and clarity of purpose it's amazing and and you and you let them bring their best work you know to the table uh i think we i think most what we realize is i think most of the time people are stuck in roles or jobs that don't take full advantage of their their ideas their capabilities their sparks of you know interests and and so yeah i think we should all be creating environments where you know bjorn feels comfortable saying hey i had this other idea what do you think and it's it's worth it for him to bring it up he feels safe doing so if he if it's worthwhile you're gonna say yes and if you don't understand what he's saying you're gonna say i don't quite get it can you is this what you mean and you're going to go through that work. But then like what you, what you guys can create as a company of two is like, we know, we, we see it all the time in startup land. Like as a company of two, you're going to create somehow, <laughs> you're going to ship more better stuff than teams that are five, six, ten times your size in some cases, right? Um, that's the great advantage that we have. So yeah, I, I think when we're alone, we don't get that. It's basically impossible we try to recreate that but when you can get a little team going uh as you can tell i'm 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 all i'm all about it it's very uh rewarding to watch yeah totally what else uh what else are you excited about uh well i think the other piece yeah well the fresh monday was frustration so i get a little bit of positivity today (laughs) um so that was this is the good stuff uh 
think the other elements are just, um, yeah, I think we are looking ahead at the next couple months and the roadmap is getting pretty clear. It is clear. It hasn't changed much, so it's pretty stable, which is nice too. Um, what I did do, and I haven't discussed this with Ryan yet, so I won't share much detail, but like, I'm just trying to think after, let's say starting in July, uh, and definitely in the thick of it in August, like we're going to be in general access, new website focused on acquiring new customers mode. And I do think that summit, even though it's a very horizontal tool, just like anything else, you know, Facebook, super horizontal Airtable, very horizontal, but like ultimately you do find your early adopters somewhere and you kind of double down on that early group that can get you the traction that you need, right. To survive, to get to the next step. So I've just been thinking a little bit about, um, how are we going to work as a team then? And like, what, how do we engineer that? How do we, uh, shift from being a company that's basically focused on the value proposition that our product creates and, and shifting that focus to how do we deliver that value to some specific set of customers, right? Or specific target market that needs it and wants it, but like there's a gap somehow. It's still not quite shaped for them to adopt it, right? And so do we need to work differently as a team? Uh, Do we manage things differently? Is it really the same kind of road mapping exercise? I, I don't know. So I, but I am thinking about that. It's almost like you have two startup journeys in a way, or at least it's like the first startup journey is creating something that's valuable. <laughs> and then you, you kind of have to accept that just because you've done that doesn't mean that you have found the go-to-market. You've figured out the go-to-market yet. And you have to now take a lean or agile approach to discovering that. And that's almost like a separate startup adventure. <laughs> it's like, because it, without that, you failed even though you have a valuable thing. Um, and we know, actually, this is interesting. I, I'm thinking now, some people prefer to do this the other way around. They'll actually find a go-to-market opportunity, a distribution channel, an audience, or something. And then they'll backfill a product and say, now, how do we create something valuable for them? Could see how that would be uh, totally viable. It's just not the way I do things. <laughs> um, because I'm usually building something for myself first right? So I'm my initial audience and that's enough. Um, and the people right around me and that's enough. So then I'm left with, okay, Peter loves it. Derek loves it. Matt loves it. <laughs> but like, how do I get like a thousand customers, you know, not 10 or a hundred. And so that's, um, that's still left for us to do. And, uh, I'm optimistic that we can do it. We're just a small team though. But I mean, again, I don't care. Like, I think we've got more than enough time in terms of if we do the right things, the question is just going to be, do we navigate the different sort of areas that we could focus on? Do we navigate those right so that we don't, Hey, let's land this big partnership deal with this big company. And then it falls through or, you know, let's invest a bunch in SEO, but then it like takes too long to materialize and, <laughs> and turn into revenue. Um, so that's going to be fun. It's going to be fun different mindset but i think this might be a good transition you're already in this land so i think uh i'll i'll be catching up to you and derek in terms of the mastermind content i feel like because both of you are sort of already in this phase i can't even see derek anymore he's just <laughs> no i i, I know. yeah <laughs> i i get his updates and they're amazing and i'm like you see see kids that 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 star up there that's kind of twinkling yeah that's <laughs> That's uh, I used to know that that's guy. savvy Cal. That's savvy Cal. It's uh, 16 light years away. That means. <laughs> <laughs> what's yeah. what's that big one there? That's the moon. That's uh, that's reform. <laughs> we're we're almost there, but we're nowhere near there. See see. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, good, man, that's good for him. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. How are you doing? I'm uh, I'm definitely in marketing mode. Yeah. Before I talk about that, I'm going to DJ in our uh, 
our little uh, chat about Whimsical. And uh, if people want to listen to the whole thing, they can find it in the feed as well. Um, but yeah, I'll roll that now. Wicka, wicka. One of the things uh, Whimsical is doing is they had these early hits with the, I think, flowcharts and wireframes were really early products. But now it's really turning into more of a suite with like documents and projects and all this stuff. Uh, I don't know if you have an answer to this, but it would be interesting to hear your take about like how, because that must be their goal is to get people to use like more of their products since they're ha- they they are adding these like horizontal products, basically. Like what would yeah. they have to do to get you to use it more and use more of the different, well, use the whole suite, basically adopt it in Summit? I, I think one thing, so if you're in that position, you have to think about which is more embeddable and which is more extractable. So I'm already using Linear and some other tools. I have a wiki tool actually called Nucleino. They have these other features. Which is which is easier? Is it easier for me to move a bunch of wiki content or Linear, which I don't even know makes sense, into Whimsical so that I can have one tool? Or is it easier just to take a screenshot or a snapshot or a, embed a wireframe from Whimsical into one of those other tools? Well, clearly it's the latter, right? Interoperability is your friend. They need to be interoperable. In fact, if they were hostile to that, I may not use them at all because I'm like, I know that this means I'm not using more of your tools, but if you want me to use this one, <laughs> I need to be able to take it out and put it over here. It's like a little island I visit. I go get what I need. I leave. I take it elsewhere, right? Yeah. If you're trying to build more of a pl- of a horizontal play, you need to get me to engage with the pieces of the product lineup that are actually not extractable. So Linear is really good at this because I can't begin to imagine what it would mean to bring Linear into something else, right? And I need to be in Linear to use Linear and everything's got to be there for us to get benefit with the exception of maybe like a little Slack bot where I can put more things into Linear. <laughs> I don't want to, I can't recreate that experience elsewhere. And I don't even think about copying an issue and embedding it somewhere. So I think you probably have certain products in the lineup, if you're whimsical, that are more where the user ends up creating something that really needs to be here and stay here for their audience to get the experience that they're looking for. So the reason I can do that is I can take a picture or embed a a wireframe and all the values transferred, right? I don't need to do anything else. Yeah. I think if I had started with like the wiki component or maybe some other more collaborative work because yeah. i'm also working solo then i'd be inviting users in we'd be digging deeper we'd be adding more and investing more you'd have this um messier in a way data set messier stuff value right in whimsical and then it's like yeah it's I, we have to go in there to read it to comment to to edit whereas right now i think the yeah what i'm doing the wireframing it's really portable and that's both yeah good for whimsical it's also hard for them to upsell me because i'm i'm willing to port those wireframes anywhere and there's really nothing they can do to stop that nor do they want to stop that (laughs) because if they stop it then i'm not going to use it so yeah yeah so then maybe the day you want to slap a sticky note on top of your wiki you'll start to think like maybe the wiki needs to be in the tool that also has the sticky notes something like that exactly exactly like once there's not a portability between the two and i can't easily go between then you know it's a problem or i'm like uh i want my audience to be able to comment directly on the part of the wireframe that's you know that that they're trying to call out to me it's not enough for them to just to refer to an image or something like that so i mean in some sense i'm already kind of hijacking or bastardizing like their product but it works for me and i'm happy so (laughs) it's it is what it is right yeah You didn't see that coming. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'll never do that again. <laughs> okay. Um, let's start with the metrics because they're much better this this week than they were a couple of weeks ago. So I'm more I'm more optimistic about things uh, than I have been for a while. Actually, it it we, we you know we plateaued and then. Well, we was kind of still at the plateau because the number's not very big, but it's more about seeing a trend, you know, seeing things starting to go up a little bit again. And then hopefully if they keep doing that, it's going to add up. Um, but uh, launching Freemium, we took a huge hit and kind of reset our funnel in a sense. So, um, yeah, it just felt like we had to start over a little bit um, and we had did not have very many trials in April. But so far in May, we've had uh, more than the total we had in April. And it's we're only about halfway through May. So 
you know, it it can't get worse than April uh, mm. because we're already past that. <laughs> so that feels really good <laughs> in itself. Yep. So um, hopefully we'll get at least double, maybe triple what we had in April. And, and it's still not as good as our good months previously, but it's also a completely new type of funnel right now. It's a freemium um, funnel. And we just don't know much about how that works or how long it takes. And um, in addition to that, we've also managed to increase the average sales price of the customers that are actually paying, which was a which was a kind of a huge goal of changing our pricing. Yeah. So we had this. Well, we had our nineteen dollar plan. But then we also, for a year, had our launch deal, which was an annual deal where you only paid for six months. And the reason I had that was for kind of two reasons. First of all, I just had, I had a, a I, I felt like a form builder would have high churn. So because I, I just kind of predicted that people would buy it, build a form. If they only needed it for a couple of months, they would cancel again and then come back whenever they needed a form again. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, um, if I could get people to pay for six months instead of three months, that would be better. <laughs> and and also, it was nice to get some cash up front um, from selling those deals. So yep. we sold a few of those. And at some point, no longer, but at some point, there were like 40% uh, of everyone picked annually because okay. it was so yeah. heavily discounted. Yeah, But it also meant that our um, ARPU got pretty low. So our the annual revenue per user was and actually still is because we only just changed it right uh, about $15 so even though our normal price was 19 our ARPU was like significantly lower than that and so the idea I had when we changed the pricing was I kind of had a few goals one was I wanted to get rid of the annual deal first of all because it was too cheap <laughs> so yeah yep the, with the annual deal it, you only paid nine and a half so half of 19 um when you when you looked at it monthly mm-hmm. and also i didn't love that at that large a group of our customers we essentially didn't know if they were going to churn or not so i just wanted more like i wanted more feedback like more r- loops of people being able to cancel and tell me that they didn't like the product mm. and so it was about the price and it was just about like kind of like the the nature of it um so what I came up with back then was okay what if we because oh the third thing was I wanted the the base price to also be cheaper because I wanted to be, get, kind of remove friction for people to become customers and then they could upgrade from there. Yeah. So my idea was what if we take the the ARPU which was $15 and make that the new base price but then we add tiers on top of that then theoretically when we get rid of that annual plan you know, people would be excited because there's a cheaper plan and more people would sign up, but also our ARPU would probably go up because we had higher plans to kind of pull <laughs> um, mm. people up, uh, well, pull the average up. And that has totally happened. So the not the ARPU yet, because that's going to take a while to kind of catch up, but the average sales price in the last 30 days is mm. um, $18. So that's a 20% increase compared Woo-hoo. to the 15. So even though it's yeah. only a few dollars mm-hmm. when you when you when you add it up, you know, percentage-wise, it's quite a big jump. Yeah. Um because people are upgrading to the $25 plan, which is way more than uh, what people were paying before. Yeah. And the the it's thing fantastic. that's even nicer about that is that this month so far, we actually have net negative churn for the first time which is like the holy grail of SaaS metrics. Yes. And it's only just like <laughs> just negative. <laughs> but in January, this number, and I was actually going to tweet this because so it's a bit more now, but yesterday was minus 0.17%. Mm. <laughs> and it's it's closer to minus $1 right now. Um, but that was what it was yesterday. and But I kind of felt embarrassed to tweet this because in January our net churn was 17%, not minus plus. Dang. So that was a huge challenge. And, you know, the kind of like 
tells you why we've been at a plateau. Mm -hmm. But going from 17% in January to five months later, be looking at our first month of net negative churn feels mm -hmm. so good. Even though the numbers are small, like this is what we need to grow those numbers. Because when you have 17% churn, like you need to add a lot of customers to just, you know, stay where you are. Oh, for sure. But when it's net negative, like all the new customers, they just pile on top of the old ones. Mm -hmm. Now you're still you churning. You're so, yeah, you're still churning customers, but is well, hold on. Net negative. Net negative is you churn MRR, customers, correct. but then. Yeah, yeah. But you're offsetting yeah. them both with expansion and new customers. Yep. Yeah. Ex no, 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 not new customers. Oh, just expansion. The, so you, but you're saying is and ex expansion, expansion and, and uh, people coming back. Reactivation is offsetting churn. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That's so kind of like the people that we yep. already have, like they pay more. Mm hmm. That's awesome. And they pay more than the people that stop paying. So that means mm -hmm. that every new customer is, you know, adds to an increased MRR. It's just, That's you awesome. know, icing on top of the cake. Yeah. Yeah. This is the basically, uh, as long as that goes up, your revenue will stay flat or go up, even if you churn customers. Like, yeah. new customers is, like you said, it's just new sources of growth. Um, yeah. So you, yeah. all the, the, you know, the price you pay to get those new, new customers all goes to like your revenue. So yep. it makes yep. it even more exciting to like be focusing so much on marketing. And I think net negative churn um, is a really good indicator that you're kind of getting closer to product market fit mm -hmm. because the base, you know, the people that love your product is just getting stronger and stronger. Mm -hmm. And it's okay that some people leave as long as there's a large enough base of like happy customers that keep paying and keep paying more and more. It's amazing. So it's yeah. the dream. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if it's going to, you know, the numbers are so small, as I said. So like it wouldn't take a lot of churn or something like that to kind of change this. Um, but it has been a trend for the past five months that we've been, it was going up and then it was going down and, been going down consistently kind of so yeah. i'm pretty excited about that yeah that that feels it's gonna be really interesting to see how that continues you uh you want to celebrate because it's the change in the right direction and now i'm sort of holding my breath hoping that it's like foundational. yeah yeah and you know we've really been stirred up ever we've been stirring up everything right with the free plan mm. and the change the pricing and yeah. changing the product and having high churn so it's kind of like changing the customers as well mm -hmm. and mm. i mean at least it doesn't look uh, extremely bad right now so it, it feels like i feel good about the changes we've made and i think we haven't seen all the results yet but i think they'll hopefully just keep getting better um because i'm i'm seeing some of the little signs that i was hoping to see and I knew that it wasn't going to turn around in one day, but if if all the kind of like core metrics are slowly getting better, uh, much better than they were before, then I can believe that we can we can turn this around. Like we can make this go up a lot. Yeah, that's that is exciting. And then you think about the okay, that's the foundation on which you're going to launch these kind of go to market plans that you've been talking about. Um, yeah in earnest yeah yeah the only problem is we probably don't have runway enough to kind of get there um so we're kind of getting more and more real about that and mm. you know if 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 we see results faster than we think like we'll we'll figure out kind of how to like we'll just figure it out then it's going to be fine but there's a real change a few months that one of us kind of has to like not spend all our time on reform Mm. is kind of like the the reality of it. I don't feel super terrible about it. I think we can still get a lot of stuff done even if we don't work on it five days a week, uh, full days, because we've we've planted so many seeds right now and they're going to you know, yield results as well, even yeah. if we aren't working on it full time. So, And we're keeping that in mind right now. Like We're thinking about what are the things that we can kind of invest in right now that we'll be glad we did in a year or two, right? 
yeah. like SEO, which we're working on a lot. That's my main yeah. thing right now. Yeah. And that's an autopilot. That's a cruise controller kind of autopilot type of channel where yeah. it doesn't require someone to man the ship for that to work. No, it might working. require some money to like get it done. But like I'm building out all the systems and kind of like the strategy right now. And I'm cool. working on uh, sort of like some of the kind of programmatic aspects of it. So mm-hmm. I'm building out this template directory. And yeah. I'm really excited about it. Like we have, uh, I think, about two dozen templates that we've kind of found that where the keywords look good, like something we can kind of get picked up uh, mm-hmm. for pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think the first thing we're going to do is just like have something for all of them. And it's just like a few paragraphs and then maybe like make sure we have a few links as well and just mm-hmm. see if some of them like get ranked on like page seven or something like that. And then if they do, we know that there is something that we can invest in. And yeah, I'm going to have to learn. We have seems like a dark that, art. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, totally. We, we have done one that we put a lot of work into and it worked really well. Like it's rank, it's top ranking result right now for that query. It gets traffic every day. Like, um, it looks like on weekdays it, it gets about 10 visits. So it's not a lot, but it's like, as I was telling Bjorn, it's like, that's 300 visits a month or like almost 4,000 visits a year. So just from one article for like a, an, a keyword that doesn't get a lot of traffic. So like if we can do a lot of these, like it starts to add up. And they'll just get like, so the, f- the first one is already starting to show up for uh, other queries just besides mm-hmm. the one that we specifically targeted. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, overall, like I'm optimistic. I think we have a big benefit because we have thousands of backlinks because people are linking to forms already. So it's like, it's a shortcut <laughs> that you have a product that people link mm-hmm. to. Can I ask you, I, I want to ask you a question that might actually help, uh, help our listeners as well. What did you, where did you start in terms of learning about SEO? Yeah, I didn't know. So I, I knew about SEO from 10 years ago or even more, probably 15 years ago when Mm -hmm. I really got into all this online stuff. I was on another podcast, the lemon squeezy podcast uh, the other day. Mm -hmm. And he asked about like, well, you sort of started as an engineer, but now you're some like you're more of a business kind of person doing marketing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and I told him like I'm I'm not a, embarrassed to admit that I didn't get into engineering because I just loved computers and I was like into video games or whatever. Like I got into computers because I wanted to see if I could make money by knowing how to program them because I had all these ideas for websites and things that I, I thought I could make money from and mm-hmm. a lot of them required programming. So that was kind of my entry point. And, and like 15 years ago, like I was super into when I was in high school, I was super into like affiliate marketing and stuff like that. So that was SEO, but it was a lot easier back then. It's a difference mm-hmm. from now. So much more predictable. And like, you would just have like a big block of text that was white. <laughs> so real people didn't have to read it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so I didn't know where to start really, um, and I'll say the and I, we can link to this in the show notes. But if people are uh, members of the Swipe Files community, and if they aren't, they they totally should. It's like if you have something you want to learn that's marketing related, like how how do I get started with SEO? Like you won't find a better. I don't think you'll find a better. Like at least not in our like world of SaaS mm-hmm. and. Indie SaaS and bootstrapping, like you won't find a better place. Mm. So that's where I went about, well, half a year ago. So like I posted in there, like, I don't know, I don't know where to get started. (laughs) And I was overwhelmed with how many people chimed in and who they were, like people that are cool, doing much more popular podcasts than this one. (laughs) And Mm. uh, they were just like sharing like pages of advice. And that, that's been my kind of Bible. And then cool. um, I did have the benefit of being in Tiny Seed and being friends with Ruben Gomez. So, so he uh, he also helped me out a ton and a few other people. Yeah, but the hmm. Swipe Files community was super helpful. And I'll 
for anyone who's a member or think about get, becoming a member, I'll link to the, if I can, add a link in the show notes to that. Got it. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of where cool. I get started. I'll also say, like, just playing around with the HREFs has been mm-hmm. so much fun. I'm finding, like, I'm sending Bjorn business ideas every day. <laughs> oh, stuff yeah. I found in HREFs. So that, yeah, I think a tool like that would just be fun it's my to new play hobby. with. It's yeah. my new hobby. And it took That's a while cool. to understand how it works, but they have some really good content as well that is also like really good starting point for SEO. Mm. What's his name? Brian Dean from... I know, Backlink... Uh, I can't remember. Backlink. Okay. Anyway, hmm. um, he's great as well. Um, yeah, there's cool. a lot of stuff to learn, but you kind of just have to start <laughs> with yeah. a thread like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is what I did. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Finally, I just want to say that I'm really excited about the product as well. I'm, I've been thinking about kind of jobs to be done a bit. I'm, I don't know much about it. Uh, mostly what you've taught me. Um, but I, I think I kind of came across a good kind of like JGBD question this week, which mm. is like I was kind of thinking about what people are using Reform for, and mm-hmm. then I kept thinking, and then what? Like, and then what happens when they've done that? Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's a good opportunity in a product to think kind of one step. It's almost like the five whys, but more of a like, can I help them get like one step further to their end goal? Like, could it be more? Could I could I solve a bigger part of the job that they're doing? Yeah. yeah. Um, so like when people want to get the form response into a spreadsheet, and I'm not going to say now that we're going to build a spreadsheet <laughs> in Reform. You should. It's it's pretty straightforward. Really, it's easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll only take a couple of years yeah. off your life. <laughs> uh, um, we're making no, a form like builder, they're, they're, so you know. <laughs> I see how this is going. I see. I see. You didn't say you were threatened, but I get it now. M&A. Way to drop it on the podcast. <laughs> She's merch. I am um, <laughs> no, but it, you know, it's an opportunity to think about like why do they need it to be in a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've just been thinking more about like how can we make it easier for people to process the responses directly in Reform? Because mm-hmm. if you could, like, would you want it in a spreadsheet? Like, will you, do you like the spreadsheet as a database more than you like um, Reform? Well, mm-hmm. maybe if you have to share it with someone or what do I know? But like, it ideally, like, you could process it in Reform if you didn't care about like moving it somewhere else. Yep. Um, so I've just been thinking about that a lot, have some ideas around that. I was also thinking about your um, reform idea about sending people forms um, to retake them. Mm-hmm. And um, just uh, ideas like that to kind of like increase usage, but also just like help people get the stuff done they need while they're in yeah. reform. Yeah. And then today I had a, a an idea that I I hadn't thought about it before and it got me really excited like i don't i don't know if we're going to build it but i i just want to share it because i got really excited about it but yeah. basically so i'm doing all this seo stuff and i'm doing all these templates and i'm realizing that most of these templates could be like a small saas in itself like mm-hmm. we're doing like a you know an f template for um a form for like employees to request time off for example mm-hmm. or like a cl- complaint form or like a sponsor a feedback survey or post event survey like all these could be like their own product almost sure and then i had this idea of like what if we could let people do actions or add their own actions to reform so um like if you if you're doing a a job application form mm-hmm. what if you could add an action which would add a button to each response that where you could perform an action like reject them (laughs) Mm. and you could like draft an email that was like put in their name here and tell them that they were there thank you for applying but we're not going to hire them and you just like go through the responses and you just click the reject button so you turn Mm. reform for each form like you could basically turn it into an entire product hmm that's amazing (laughs) <laughs> or if they, if your employee complain, you can fire them. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, that's uh, 
that's incredible because um, you you basically are adding a little workflow light yeah. feature on top of this because you're already in, you're already part of a flow, and if somebody doesn't have the back end for that, then you're supplying it. It's sort of batteries yeah. included, right? And I, I think we could kind of have a, a MacGyver version of this that was just sappier. So, mm-hmm. like, if you have for one of the templates is a demo request demo request form. So, mm-hmm. when you go through that, like, okay, this one looks interesting. Let's invite them. You could just like click the invite button, and they would like use Sapier to like create a Savical link, and yeah, or send them an email or add them to your CRM, whatever. I think that's worth testing. Like if you can find some people who jump at that and say, I would love that. I think that sounds great. Like it sounds like one of those ideas that's really good in theory. Yeah. It sounds amazing in theory. I wonder why it wouldn't work for people. It's possible that in market you find out that everybody's already got sort of some tool in the back end that they want to use instead, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, also there is work to be done for a lot of folks who are just getting a form together for, um, I mean, honestly, this reminds me a little bit of, uh, let's mention our friend Derek again, like Savvy Cow, like a meeting invite doesn't happen in isolation. It's a part of a whole yeah. project if you will, or flow at least, even for preparation and teardown of the of the meeting event itself, uh, and debrief and all that. Like this, the form that gets filled out. Thanks for requesting that you know your dog needs a place to stay between these these dates. We don't have any space. We didn't have a system design that could like tell you that in real time, but we do have a button here that where we can say you know decline, and here's the reason why or yeah. whatever. And um, that feels like something that people would do. Also, I noticed that uh, after you submit a form, oftentimes you'll get a, a notice from a completely different tool that is that response. Yeah. And yeah, it sounds, I know you're already doing stuff with webhooks and integrations and zaps and stuff, but I like this as a step yeah, this before. Is, this is kind of just like a delaying of the integration yeah. being, getting triggered. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, I don't want it to get triggered when they filled out the form. I want it to get triggered when I say it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Which would also be useful for, okay, now I'm going to send out this invitation to all of these people who oh, yeah, filled batch, this out. Yeah. Batches is what you want, you know? Yeah. Um, and you that's know, cool. Like, I, I, when, when I first heard about Retool, <laughs> mm-hmm. I got really excited because they were making like billions or something like that and <laughs> it's like yeah. a cool idea um and maybe that's why i call my company reform <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but it the thing that got me really excited when i thought about this today was that it basically takes us in that direction of like being kind of like a no code tool for like building these sort of internal systems that mm-hmm. all companies need like a ton of especially big companies like you have so many forms which it's just like a place where people give you some sort of information that you then have to do something with yeah or like send to someone else or whatever like it could be just little things like you know the the secretary uh reads all the incoming responses and then they click this button to like send it to the person that needs to do something with it if it looks legit yep so it's just yeah. like, like a throttle action, basically, or something like that. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're the interface between uh, human input and machine. Something that machines can interpret, right? You're you're adding yeah. the first bit of structure, right? I, I think it would make us more, take us more in that direction, and also like open up some opportunity to, opportunities for more like enterprisey stuff. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Well. Yep. So. Uh, Maybe we'll build that. <laughs> I think you should. I think you should experiment with it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we could make a really simple version that's basically just like a way to trigger an integration later. I mean, and if AI were still hot, what you're basically talking about is like supervised learning, where you could actually teach something. Like, what's the likelihood that this person accepts, rejects, denies, or does whatever to this thing, right? 
anytime you can capture, anytime you can sort of bring something to, in front of a human, have them click a button, and then something happens, you are beginning to build a data set around that yeah. workflow and automation. So yeah. if you could recommend that, yeah, I think these are like the 20 that you want to accept. Like now you're making that job even easier, possibly. Yeah. Which would be nice. You know, like we were thinking about like, if we need to do something around spam at some point, it hasn't yep. really been an issue yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just like with tags, we, we used it to tag preview responses from like when you, the, your form was in preview mode. We could do the same thing. Like we could have a mark as spam action that was built kind of on this framework. Because when um, recently when Bjorn had to build tags, uh, he... I asked him like how he did the backend thing, and he was like, "I completely forgot," and and I also completely forgot. But we actually had built like a batch action framework for responses that none of us remembered about. So it was just like adding like two lines of code, and then it worked. Mm. Um, <laughs> so we could do maybe introduce something like that, and then we'll kind of like slowly move in that direction. Yeah, that could be an interesting approach. I like that it keeps you moving in a direction yeah. product wise. It doesn't, you know, you're not settling for not that you would but just being a form builder with fields and here it goes it's like now you're getting towards oh how can we innovate and do something yeah. different I mean, Why at would least people i like the idea of like right forms and then what like what what comes after the form that's right it's good it's really yeah. cool so that's some of the stuff i've been thinking about nice and uh we don't have any show notes sponsors so we get to sign up Whenever okay. we want to. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I think I've heard enough. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm getting up in four hours or something to go to my Oh, my house. goodness. All right. Yes. Well, I can't wait to hear that goes. And uh, yeah, man, take care. Safe travels. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.